Well, hello, Two Rivers Church. My name is Will. I'm the lead pastor here. Who's glad to be in the house of the Lord right now? It's so good to be here with you. I want to take a second. I want to look right at the camera. I want you to look right up at me, and I want you to hear this right from the bottom of my heart, that I love you. I care about you. I've been praying for you. I believe that God has something great in store for you today, because here I am with all our community pastors, and can we take a second, put our hands together, honor our community pastors. We love these guys. We got Pastor Andrew from Corning in the house, Pastor Jared from Cortland, and then from the best location, the Binghamton location, Pastor John in the Church Online crew. Come on, somebody. I love it. Yes. Oh, it's so good. So good. We're going to do something that I love to do. We, we call it three for eight. And we are in the middle of this summer of fun. We're trying to have this encounter with God. And I, I last week, got a chance to talk about this idea that we can position ourselves for an encounter with God. That it is so important for us to have an encounter with Jesus. And, and what that looks like, if you haven't had an encounter with God, what I've asked these guys to do is share today, in their minutes, the time that they have, some encounters that they've had with God. Because what I want that to do in us, I want it to create a sense of hunger. That some, sometimes it's easy for us to go through life. We start getting caught up in the mundane. We start getting caught up in the, in the busyness. We get Everything begins to distract us. And somehow we can let religion take the place of relationship. And I want for you this summer... My prayer for you this summer is that you're going to have an encounter with Jesus that's going to spark something in your life. I believe that when you meet with Jesus, everything has to change. And if you haven't had an encounter with Jesus, at the end of the experience today, we're actually going to do something that we call a respond time. At every single one of our locations, we carve out some time. The worship team will come back. People actually go to the altars. People are going to go to the cross. People are going to go take communion, whatever that looks like. But we're actually going to go out of this series into a series of 21 days of prayer. It's going to start in August, August 7th, and run through August 27th. And I believe that's going to be a great moment for us as a church to position our lives for an encounter with God. And if you're looking for something to be refreshed and renewed in your life, I believe that that can spark something. The other thing that we have coming up that I believe would just be a great moment for you to have an encounter with God is on August 6th, we're going to go, we're going to get together on the bus in Binghamton, and then we're going to jump on that bus, and we're going to go down to New York City, to Yankee Stadium, and we're going to see Joel Olstein. and he's going to do Come Back to Hope. There's going to be a stadium filled with people who need an encounter with Jesus, and I believe that God's going to meet us there. He's going to speak to you, and it's going to be a great moment, so if you get a chance Those tickets should be available. You can say, hey, I want to be a part of that and sign up and ride the bus with us down to the city for that night of hope. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to kick it off. Pastor Andrew is going to to start off. Here's what's going to happen. Each one of these guys is going to get eight minutes. They're going to put those eight minutes on the screen, and we're we're going to see if they can get the story of their encounter with God in eight minutes. So come on, church, put your hands together and make Pastor Andrew feel welcome here today. Good morning. Good morning, Sioux Rivers. All right, so I got eight minutes. So my name is Pastor Andrew. I'm here uh, from Corning, New York. Shout out to Corning. We love y'all. 
Um, so I want to talk about some encounters with God I had. I remember the first time I experienced the presence of God. I was probably about seven years old. Uh, I was in the kitchen with my mom. And, you know, I grew up in the church. I went to church. I went to kids' church. But I remember this was the first time in my life where I knew God was real. We were praying together. I had my hands open, and I could just sense the presence of God. The spiritual thing took place, and it was like, wow, that was powerful. That was a real eye-opener for me. Um, I feel like, especially America, um, when they come to church, or they haven't really experienced the presence of God, um, and, and, and they, they have come through with like a scientific or a physical way of approaching God. Um, I've heard people many times, I know you've probably heard people many times, say they need scientific evidence for God. Anybody ever hear that? Like, I need some scientific uh, evidence for God. Uh, God is non-physical entity. He's, he's spirit. Um, science is such a wonderful tool, but it only limits to the physical world. It can only work through things that we can weigh or measure. So you can't use something like science to explain a non-physical, supernatural, spiritual thing. Um, so was, I remember a friend came up to me, and he went up and down the beach with a metal detector, and he came back after an hour, and he said, I went up and down this whole beach, and I didn't find any plastic. And I was like, I looked out, I see litter all over the place, I see plastic everywhere. It's because he was using the wrong tool. He approached it in a, in a different method, and, and, and if he had a plastic detector, maybe, maybe he could have figured something out. Uh, so explaining, uh, having an encounter with God, I'm talking about spiritual experience that affects the physical. Amen? If you come to it with, a, with an approach like I'm expecting something physical, something natural to happen, that's not what we're talking here. We're talking about the supernatural. Um, so the, the book of John 4.24 says, for God is spirits. So God is spirit. God is what? God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Uh, also, uh, Psalm 22, 3, it says, But you are holy, O thou inhabits the praises of Israel. Another translation, he inhabits the praises of his people. And moments of worship, and you just, you just experience an amazing worship set, that, that we were worshiping God, we're praising him, we're, we're, we're just having this moment where we're singing songs and uplifting his holy name. And in those moments, you get to feel the presence of God, that the presence of God becomes so aware to you. Um, it's such an amazing thing. Also, in Joel 2, uh, 28, he says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. This is a prophecy that he's going to pour out his spirit, which is non-physical, on flesh. Amen? Uh, baptizing them in the Holy Spirit, that you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Um, I've experienced... Uh, the presence of God, I'm going to go into my experiences now, but I wanted to set it up real quick in my eight minutes that I have, that we're talking about a spiritual thing here. I remember walking into church and, and just uh, lifting up my hands, coming up for prayer, hearing the word, and I just sensed the presence of God so strongly, I felt like things lifting off of me. And, and if you go back 11 years of my life, um, I was hooked on drugs, I was hooked on uh, pills, alcohol, um, even pornography, and I, I walked out of that church feeling free. That we're in a summer of freedom, y'all. We're doing freedom groups in every single location. We're doing freedom groups. At the end of this, we're going to have freedom conference. And, and even at church on Sunday, like right now, 
You, you can walk out of this church service, don't walk out of this church service, but walk, when you walk out of this church service after the service, after the experience, you can feel freedom. I could tell you for me personally, I walked out of there uh, with no withdrawals from alcohol. And, and anytime before I would stop drinking, I would get shakes. I couldn't, I was physically shaking because I needed alcohol. I walked out of there not wanting a Newport when I was a pack-a-day Newport smoker, that I had no desire, any cravings for a cigarette. No desires or cravings or even withdrawals from Percocets. Um, and, and, and the crazy thing is, even pornography, amen? Like, God can set you free from everything. And it all talks about this encounter with God. And like I said, when you're in worship, when you're just praising Him and you just allow the Holy Spirit to just fill you up. That's what the Bible says. He's, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. When you look for other things in life that will try to bring fulfillment, he's the only thing that will pour on you and keep pouring on you and overflow in your life that you'll have the satisfaction. You'll come alive spiritually, that you'll be on fire for God. You're ready to change the world. Like you're gonna walk out of this place with a whole new hope, a whole new outlook on life that he reorients everything about you. He changes everything. I remember uh, coming home from uh, work, and I love this. I'd come home from work. I had this little routine. After working a long day, my son was young. He was probably two at this time. And I'm just, uh, just, I threw on some worship music in the living room. And my little boy, he'd have his little guitar and his little microphone, and he'd just be singing these worship songs. And I'm singing these worship songs. And just, just spending time with God. Like, this is a relationship, y'all. This is a relationship with the living God that wants to meet with you. More than Sunday. Like, he wants to meet with you throughout the week. And, like, I got home. I'm just, I'm just laying on the floor. My son's just hanging out, singing some songs. And I felt the, the, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Just, like, I felt this warming sensation. Like, all throughout my body, I started speaking in tongues. I, I just, just immersed with power, like this presence of God that was so strong. And it wasn't like a fire that hurts, like, oh, I got burned. It was like this, this warming sensation, and I could just feel it in my hands really strongly. And what happened in that moment when I had that encounter with God, it set my heart on fire to, like, reach lost people. I remember shortly after, like, that week, I was going out, I was praying for people in the streets, like praying for people, uh, I was praying for people to get healed. And I remember at one point in my life, I prayed for nine people and all nine people got physically healed, like miracle territory. And, and I didn't just ex- receive this encounter with God, be like, yay, I'm experiencing this amazing thing because it's the best feeling I've ever experienced in my life. It empowered me to actually go out and make a difference in somebody else's life. Right? That's what it is. It's, it's, it's a, not just, hey, fill me up, fill me up, fill me up, but then pour out, pour out. Impact somebody's life, amen? And, and there's so many times where I'm up here at the prayer time, at the end of the service, and at the end of this, this experience, you're going to be able to come up for prayer. We're going to have prayer teams. We'll pray for you. And that's what we're believing God for, that you'll have an encounter with him that's life-changing, that changes your life, and also that you get set on fire, that you can pray for somebody else and see their life changed and their destiny changed and their family changed and their generations and generations of people's lives radically changed, amen? Um, so that's what I love. This is an encounter of God, and I'm telling you, it's the greatest thing I've ever experienced in my life. Eight minutes is over.
<laughs> Come on, give it up for Pastor Andrew. Yes. Love it. All right, now Pastor Jared, he's going to come. Come on, Jared, share with us what, what God's done in your life. How have you encountered Jesus? Oh, amen, amen. Hallelujah. So, Isaiah 50, verse 4, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. And I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you for what you've done in my life. God, I thank you for encountering me, God, and saving me, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I was 19 years old. I found myself in a rehab drug addicted. Um, I, didn't, I didn't even know what addiction was. Uh, I was arrested, caught a few charges, and ended up in rehab. That's where I found out what addiction was. And, and I ended up at a soup kitchen on Moreau Avenue feeding the homeless. There's a gentleman from Binghamton. He came there. His name's Samuel Wilson. I'll never forget his name. That was the first time I'd ever met him. And, and he started to pray over me. And he stopped and said, listen, I want to record this. And it was really weird to me. I'm a 19-year-old drug addict. I mean, I was raised in the church. I've been to church. I heard the scripture. I went to Royal Rangers. I carried a buddy barrel. And I'm telling you, I never encountered the Lord in a real tangible way. I never did. Um, well, this night I did. And he started praying over me and speaking over me that I was going to preach to the multitudes and, and God was going to have his hand. And he spoke that verse over my life. I didn't even know it was a verse. I'd never read in the scripture on my own accord before in my life. When I got home, though, I, I kind of remembered what he said. But you know how you, the spirit just overtakes you. You really don't remember what he said. Well, that's kind of what happened. But I do remember that he said, the Lord God has given you the tongue of the learned. And it was in a few weeks I had learned that that was the scripture. Fast forward a couple of weeks, I had gotten baptized in the Holy Ghost. So I, I was, it was after chapel, a Bible study. There was about eight guys in the room, super schedule. I didn't want to go on the schedule. I asked to go to my room. I went to my room, and I opened my Bible for the first time on my own accord. And I, I opened up random and just went kind of one of those things because I didn't know what to do. And it was Hebrews chapter 12. It says, God disciplines those he loves and those he accepts as sons. And it was in that moment that I knew I was a son and that I was accepted. Come on. Come on. <clears throat> I mean, I'm telling you, when I say drug addicted, I was so... Third night there, third night there, people left, came back, OD, kids still in a coma to this day. Next night, I'm, I'm up sleepwalking. I had, I had a black sock and a white sock. I kept his money and money I was allowed to spend. And I, I caught myself, like, sleepwalking, trying to re-up money, count, and I came to, and I'm like slamming stuff, going, and it was just bad. The next night, God baptized me in the Holy Ghost, and I, it was done. I never had a withdrawal. I never slept walk. I never had insomnia again. Complete, just 100% delivered from drugs and alcohol. Yeah. In that moment, 
In that moment, I, des- I desired God's word like I'd never had before. I mean, I could not, I couldn't get enough of Paul. Wherever it said put off your old self and put on your new self, anywhere it said uh, the old man is gone, behold, the new man has come, um, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That was always a fun one for me because I was definitely like, that's why we get along, right? We like to go to the line and tow over the line, you know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, f- fast forward, I ended up getting married. Long story. I fell, I fell away. I walked away a little bit. Um, and, and a few years had gone by, and a pastor, actually I was in Bible college, and a pastor spoke the same word over me. I forgot it. it had, multiple years went by. God's still calling me. The same word. A pastor, two years later in Bible college, the Lord God has given me. Unbelievable. Completely awoken my heart again. Completely just wrecked me. Put me right back on the, on the, on the straight and narrow. And then a five-year relapse. I mean, it was just awful. Um, I went through an awful divorce. I lost my kids for a season, my home really everything, but how many know God, that's when God can build, Come on, man. amen, when, when you finally surrender, that's where God can build, so I found myself in rehab, court mandated, I never go on my own accord, I have to get arrested, I have to do something so crazy that's not, not even me, completely pulls me out of character, so that's what happened, I'm in rehab, and I'm trying to repent, and Isaiah talks about how there's, there's something set up. I know I needed to repent, and there was something not allowing me. Like, God was allowing me to feel the weight of my decisions. And a couple of weeks went by, and finally, I could repent. And I was just in a, I was just in a, a room. I shared a room with four guys. I didn't care. I, was, I laid prostrate on the floor. I stained the wood, and I just started praying. And finally, I could ask the Lord to forgive me. And I did. In that moment, I asked the Lord to forgive me. And I'm telling you, God spoke to me, audible voice in my ear. It was loud, but it was beautiful. It was quiet. His presence filled the entire room. I mean, there was, my roommates were like, what the heck is going on? They, didn't, they only accuated it to like a, a step 11, doing a step 11, having a spiritual encounter. <laughs> But anyway, God spoke that same verse in that moment. And he flooded me with, like, the goodness of God draws man to repentance. And, 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 like, I just realized that his grace was so outstretching. And it goes to the very bottom of, of every bad decision, of every mistake. And listen, what God put on you, he'll never take it away. He'll never take it away. Following the next, like, six months, I prayed a lot of prayers. I did a lot of fasting. I read a lot. And I'm telling you guys, that encounter put purpose on my life. I mean, it drew something out of me, and it set me on a trajectory in a way. And that's what I hope an encounter does for you. It changes your life because God didn't encounter me for nothing. There's a purpose for it. Part of it's being right here and activating one of you. Like, that's what we want to do. We want to activate people to do this. Amen? And I can say today that I, I walk and live in answered prayers that I prayed in that season. So God hears you, God sees you, he loves you, and his grace is never ending, never failing, never changing. Amen? Amen. Come on, give it up for Pastor Jared. We love you, Pastor Jared.
Now, Pastor John, come on, share the word with us, what God's done in your life. Thank you, uh, Pastor Will. Man, I'm just so thankful uh, to be here uh, with you guys. Man, I, I, man, can we give it up for Pastor Jared, uh, Pastor Andrew, Pastor Will? I'm telling you, amazing men of God. Just honored to, to, to do ministry with them. Actually, as I was reflecting on kind of God encounters that I've had in my life over the last nine years, all three of these men have, have played a role in those encounters, those real encounters that have shaped my heart and changed my life. You know, as I, as I was thinking about, hey, what, what was I going to bring uh, today for this, for this eight minutes that I was going to talk about, I was like, well, maybe I can talk about the moment that I was, was saved at Two Rivers Church or the moment that I was baptized in the Holy Spirit or the moment that God activated my heart or called me into ministry or, or the van ride back from New York City when I was pouring my heart out to Will to, to, to plant a church, and I, I was so scared to tell him. I, I mean, there was just so many just moments that I can point to. And I was saying, you know, maybe I could, I should talk about the, the daily encounters that I have with God, that God wants to have a, a daily encounter with you each and every, each and every day, that, that the part of God's plan for your life, the way he, he designed you, the void that you feel in your heart, that empty spot that you feel inside of you on many days, the reason that void is there because God is supposed to take the place of that void, that God wants to have an encounter with you so that you can fill that space with his love and his mercy and his grace. But when we were talking about this and kind of strategizing around tonight, uh, one moment came uh, to my mind right away. And it was a moment that was transformative. It was a God moment for me and for my wife. Uh, many of you don't know our story, but in 2012, me and my wife both took job transfers to Binghamton. I came here to run truck driving schools, and my wife was a, a manager for Price Choppers. And so we came to this area and reset our lives. So in 2012, we were like, you know what? We're going to change the way we order our steps. And we got married. Uh, we stopped living in sin, and we, we got married, but we weren't even in church. And within 45 days of us getting married, um, my wife got sick. And I don't mean like she didn't feel well. I mean, what became like a good day for us was I would lift her out of bed. Like I'd have to lift her out of bed. And I'd walk her to the bathroom, and I'd have to help her use the bathroom. And then I'd have to bathe her, and then I'd have to clothe her. And then I'd have to feed her and really just help her just get navigate through her day. And that was a good day. And on a bad day, uh, I would wake up because she was crying. She was just riddled with pain from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. Just nerves were firing off waves of pain through her body. And on those type of days, I would only be able to lift her out of bed. We'd use the bathroom. And I would, and I would lay her on the couch and I would give her the medication they told us to give her. And I'd watch as the tears would just run down her face, and she was just wrecked and riddled with pain. And I can remember night after night just wondering what to do. And Candace came to this place. She said, you know, we need community. And she found Two Rivers Church, and we came here. And, if, and instead of just community, we found Jesus. And I found prayer. 
And, and, and so my nights changed. And, and so when I would rub her head at night, she would fall asleep, and I would just pray over her. Night after night, I would pray, God, just take this from her. Heal her. Just, just get inside of her body. Because day after day, it was like the light was going out in her eye, and I was losing her. And we came to 21 days of, of prayer and fasting. It was the first 21 days as a whole church. It was in 2014. And it was the last day. And over that entire 21 days, we prayed and prayed and prayed and fasted. And I'd screw up and go to Will and say, Will, I screwed up the fast. Is, it, uh, is uh, My prayer's not going to be answered. No, no, just start again. You're fine. And, and I would fast some more and pray more. And it was the last night. And we had a, he had a guest pastor in, uh, a, a, a mighty man of God that I've come to know and is a friend, Kevin Rollo. And he was the keynote speaker that night. And we came to the very end of the service, and Kevin says, I think someone's here, has a miracle waiting for them. And just in that moment, my wife heard an audible voice in her left ear, and no one was sitting to the left of her, that's you, get up. And then she leans over to me and says, I think that's me. And I said, go, 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 go. And she went, and I was following her, and it was just as if Jesus was standing there at the altar waiting for her with his arms wide open to receive her. And she went forward, and Kevin, and Pastor Will, and Pastor Wayne, and Barb, and Crystal, and myself prayed over her. And we prayed. And I mean, she fell out. I'd never seen anything like it. I was like, she's having fits. Is she dying? What's going on? Oh, my goodness. It was the Holy Spirit. She was having an encounter with a living God in that moment. And in that moment, he healed her. He healed her. And our lives were forever changed. She was able to walk into the purpose and the plan that God has for her and for us. We were able to get activated into ministry. We were able to plant churches and start ministries and impact lives because of an encounter with a living God, Jesus Christ. You see, God has a rescue plan for you. It's Jesus. God has a rescue plan in Jesus for you. He has an encounter planned just for you. He, he wants to commune with you daily. He wants to walk with you and, and talk with you. You know, it says in, in 2 Kings, in chapter 20, in verse 5, he says, I hear your prayers, I see your tears, and I want to answer your prayers. We serve a God who wants to answer our prayers. You can walk into an encounter with a living God. You just need to open your Bible you just need to get on your knees. You just need to surrender your heart and surrender your life. God has got a purpose and a plan and an encounter for you. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, I am so thankful. I'm thankful for your love and your grace and your mercy and a church that loves people, that wants to reach lost people, that wants people that they, they would know God, that they would find freedom, that they would discover purpose, and that they would make a difference with their lives. Father, I thank you.
I thank you for the rescue plan of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for Pastor John. So, so my whole life, my whole life, I've grown up in the church, but I didn't grow up in dry, dusty religion. My whole life, I've been in places like this, or I hope you're, there's something happening in your heart right now that maybe Jesus, maybe Jesus could see you. My whole life, I've, I've been in environments where Jesus was there. And church wasn't for me, it wasn't like, let's go to something that's boring. Let's go to something that happened 2,000 years ago in this book that's antiquated and dull. And why do they have all this ridiculous stuff? And to me, it's always been alive. It's always been God, people are meeting with Jesus and their lives are being changed. And I love it. I love helping people to meet with Jesus. So you might be here right now. You're like, I don't know that God would ever reveal himself to me. I don't know. I'm, I'm so messed up and I don't know if I believe in God. I don't know if God's real. I don't know anything. But I want to give you an invitation that if you would simply pray, say, God, if you're real, would you reveal yourself to me? And, and I promise you, God wants to answer that invitation. That God wants to do something in your life. And there's no sin that you've committed. There's nothing that you've done that would keep God from loving you. Some people think they got to earn the, present, the relationship with God. Some people think they got to somehow climb the right mountain and go the right thing. And God loves you with an everlasting love. Jesus loved you so much that he stretched his arms out on the cross, gave his life out of love so that he could be in relationship with you. So whatever that sin is that you feel like separating you from God, if you'll surrender it, Jesus will wash it all away and he's going to reveal himself to you. I want to pray one more time. And then, and then I want to invite you into a respond time at every location. So I believe that Jesus is here. And I believe that he wants to do something. And if you'll let him, he's going to give you an encounter today. Bow your heads with me. Close your eyes. Jesus, I love you. It's my greatest joy. It's my greatest privilege to help create opportunities for people to meet you. And so in these next couple moments, Jesus, do what you've done in my life. Do what you've done in Andrew and Jared and John's life. It's so many all across the room. And I pray for every person right now who feels like they're too far gone. I pray for every single person who feels like they could never, ever experience what we've experienced. That God, right now, you just begin to pour out your grace and your mercy and your love in a way that meets us right where we're at. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.